Hey everyone, I'm Stefan. This is Graham. Hi. This is Travis. Hello. And we are three different ones. Last year we compiled a list of albums we think are interesting and now talk about them. Today we're talking about Lark's Tongues in Aspic, uh, King Crimson's fifth album from 73. We're going to go through each track on the listing and then give our overall scores for the album at the end. Um, I, I'd heard a little of this band, uh, wanted to do just a little bit of a back reading on them, just so I could know some of the names, and that was a little more difficult than I thought it was going to be <laughs> getting ready, because this is like, um, Graham, I believe this came off your portion of our list, is that right? Yep. Okay, yeah, uh, and this is their, it's like their third uh, lineup of people in terms of the personnel on this? Yeah, this... Um, so Robert Fripp is like the founding member of uh, King Crimson. He's the guitar player. But uh, other than him, like, I think everybody else is totally new. Okay. Currently. Okay. Or on this album. Yeah, on this album. Gotcha. Um... Yeah, so new singer, new bass player, new drummer. Um, the drummer is Bill Bruford, who played with Yes. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, and he... Um, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And he, uh, he quit <laughs> Yes and um, thought he could, uh, I don't know, just express himself more... Uh, more adequately by joining the other prog rock giant King Crimson that King Crimson was a little more experimental and jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though yes is incredibly, you know, complex and experimental to me, it, it kind of surprises me that, um, somebody would want to leave but me too uh, yeah mm -hmm. that's, that's really surprising <laughs> yeah i mean you know yes kind of eventually got a little more uh i guess they kind of went through like a poppy phase but yeah but at this at this point they were kind of at their i don't know Kind of peak, yeah, I mean, yeah they had just done close to the edge <laughs> mm. um you know, was Bruford on that? Yes. Uh, yes. So and to leave after that, right? A little. Maybe he was just like, "We can't top this." Yeah. <laughs> we've we've peaked onto new things. But uh, anyway, the lineup is uh, Fripp, and then he brought in a violin player, mm -hmm. and or violin and viola. I don't really know the difference. Um, Viola is smaller, I think, has a little okay. more of a higher pitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, new bass player, the uh, aforementioned drummer Bill Bruford, um, and then uh, a percussionist. So there's a drummer and a percussionist. Okay. Okay, and um, let me see, but. I'm trying to find the name of the the singer here. John Wetton, isn't yeah, it? Okay, okay. He he was also the uh, also the bass player. So bass bassist and vocalist John Wetton. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, 
Oh, and the violinist also plays keyboards. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I, I was a bit confused about lineup. Like, King Crimson is a band that I kind of... Uh, I really only got into them this year. Like, I, I've always known about them, knew their, their first album a little bit. Um, but, like, being a prog rock fan... Um, you know, I always felt like I kind of missed out on on King Crimson. Like I never got into them as much as like Yes or uh, Rush, Gentle Giant. Genesis. Well, their their music wasn't on many streaming platforms until recently, right? Uh, I think that's true as well. Yeah, just yeah. kind of not as accessible. Right, right, and uh, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I, I feel like aside from that first album and maybe an album of theirs called Red, mm-hmm. like like it's kind of hard to know where to where to start with them. Yeah, um, Red is that was is it the follow up to this or two? No, that was two from uh, this. I want to say Red came out. Okay, Red came out in seventy four. Okay. Which is the year after this, but I think they got one album in between. There's gotcha. one called Starless and Bible Black in between. Have you listened uh, to that? Um, yes. Yes. Gotcha. And the, the thing about them is their sound kind of always changed. Like, uh, you know, like a lot of prog rock bands, but like these guys really went through some different periods. Um, you think that's due to complete lineup changes yeah yeah that's sure that's part of it for sure i I think um you know robert fripp was always kind of wanting to try something new right um some dave mustaine syndrome (laughs) i guess so i guess so but you know in, in this case it's it's weird to have so many different like vocalists over the years true um that's kind of hard to have a consistent sound when you're right changing that up so often like a Um, complete identity death every time (laughs) yeah yeah but uh this is an album that yeah i only really got into this year um and i was pumped to do it for uh 1973 i mean the it's an amazing year for music, 73. I could have mm-hmm. gone a number of different directions, but I was like, I'm going to pick this weird-ass album. Um, Is this your favorite? Favorite King, King Crimson? Um, it's it's either my, either my favorite or second favorite. Um, second two. Um second two in the court of the crimson gotcha gotcha that one i would definitely recommend as the starting point Mm -hmm. for anybody getting into them um but yeah this one's probably my uh probably my second favorite um but yeah what what's uh what's y'all's experience with king crimson first i'm listening to them Yep. And first album and really first songs, honestly. I was a stone cold newbie going into this album. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. is cool. 
I uh, I've listened to in the Court of the Crimson King and read. I've listened to those start to finish. And the yep. only thing I think I've listened to off of this was uh, Lark's Tongues and Aspic Part Two because I think you'd you'd sent it to me a couple months ago and was like, "Dude, check this out." Yeah, yeah. I think that's really all I'd heard from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough. Let's, uh, this let's... album's out of its damn mind, by the way. <laughs> let's it is. Go ahead and just. In a great way. Yeah. yeah. I, I In just... a great way. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I like, think it... I, re- I, I read a quote from the drummer saying the songs were hell to make given the deliberate lack of structure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny though, like coming off of lateralis, like I, how could you even call that prog when this is also prog rock? Like, how could you even put those in the same genre? Yeah, this this one, um, especially with this opening track. Oh my, my gosh, God. dude! It's, wow, it's like classical music, kind of. I think that was one of the influences, wasn't it? <laughs> For one sure, a million. For sure, dude. Uh, it's just crazy, like. Yeah. It's yep. bonkers. I, I feel like I wrote almost like an entire paper on the first song. Yep. I know, man. It's, and that, that's uh, what's so great about this kind of stuff is like, you know, if it's going to be long, at least make it, you know, very complex with many milestones and highlights in it, I think. Like, oh, there's dude. so many parts to this song. It's, yep. it's like infinitely uh, replayable. Like, yeah. Dude, how I, do you how do you play this live? Like, how do you remember where you're at? I, yeah, geez. that that's something uh, I, I I don't know how they how they approach this um, on tour. Like, if they were able to do the entire thing live, or if they just kind of you know took ex- excerpts and played it. Because a lot of bands will do that when they have right. these crazy. Um, songs but yeah this, this thing so the, we're talking about Lark's Tongues and Aspic part one yeah. which is the 13 minute uh, start to the album yep um, it's the album's bookended with this and then part uh, two Lark, Lark's Tongues and Aspic part two at the end this one though can be divided into um, I think they they say that this one's divided into five parts because like on on the uh on the wikipedia that's how they've got to divide it up yeah um and they have you know different different writers attributed to different parts like you know I, i'm fripp was on all of them but like you know part two fripp only wrote and then like part one the whole band was on it, it's it's crazy but but what uh what did y'all think of this? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I really, God, I, I just, oh my God. It's so <laughs> much to digest. It's, it's a lot like, to it, take in. So much. I, I felt almost like concussed at the end of the <laughs> first song, almost. Like, yeah. I, I just, like, I didn't, 
I had to like pause and like go outside for a few minutes because <laughs> it was like, do I, do I like, because I, I literally, I couldn't write anything because yeah, it was just like, seriously. It, kept, it, was, it was shifting too fast and it was just all over the place and there were so many different components to it. That I'll, I'll just spoil it off the bat. I really enjoyed listening to this album. This thing was a pain in the ass to analyze. For sure. This <laughs> might have been the most challenging album to get through that that I've done for, for the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. It's funny though, because like typically I feel like anytime you hit something that's this complex, it's like cool, I'm glad I listened to that one time. Like uh I don't know. <laughs> but this for huh. me was like Damn, I, I I would love to go re-listen to this song. Yep. Like I, I enjoyed it and there was it's easy for these bands to like lose a sense of groove, I guess, that are this technical, but this this has it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it I mean it moves away from it in parts, but it's like it it, it kind of ebbs and flows and I love that. Yeah, they're just phenom- phenomenal players. And so weirdly heavy in parts, which I yeah. love, like just heavy, heavy. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It it becomes I a, love that. I love oh, yeah. that. It the it's like the three minute forty-five second mark. It becomes like a, a full on rock song. Yeah. <laughs> heavy jam. Just out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> is that is it like a finger piano in the or I don't even know what you'd call that thing. You know, it's like a little wood thing with like metal spring things that you press with your fingers and it kind of looks like an acoustic guitar like chamber um, is that what that thing is at the beginning like sounds I'm, like that and some bells or something i'm i'm trying to uh i'm trying to figure out which which instrument you're talking about there there are a lot of like bells i yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. the, per- the percussionist yeah, um, Jamie Weir, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm got sure. like he had quite the collection uh, in it, studio. It would seem right. I, I'm pretty sure that's that's him doing his thing and like. Yep. There, he had a thumb piano. He he had that okay. in, the, in the credits. So yeah, he might have had that. But yeah, he's, oh. got, he's got chimes, bells, uh, shakers, rattles. I mean, a, 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 a saw. I mean, he's got everything. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a musical saw. Yeah. Wow. Listed in his uh, arsenal. <laughs> um, I mean, the main thing I remember from the beginning is is that violin part. Yep. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, that that kind of pulls you out of the, uh, I don't know, because it, it just kind of starts off just kind of almost like kind of ambient. Yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah. It's not really like a, you know, it's, there, there's not like a chord progression or whatever. It's just like these little kind of noises. Um, like Travis, you know the Close to the Edge Yes album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it reminds me a lot of that, where it's just yeah. kind of like it just kind of fades in, and it's like okay, and it like I feel like it's like almost two minutes of just kind of like mm-hmm. kind of unstructured but yeah. interesting sounds. But then this violin thing comes in and kind of gives it that like, mm-hmm. moment momentum, pulls it yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, and you know. This podcast, um, 
you know, we we don't really delve into like, uh, you know, the technical side of music. And I mean, a lot of that's because we don't have that like background. Like I'm, I play, uh, Travis plays, and you know, Stefan, you you've played some guitar in the past, but uh, I feel like I would need like a music theory degree to like, yeah, to really <laughs> adequately. Um, describe this because it, it is like a like a symphony or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think the best we can do is you know give our reactions to it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. This song. The I, I can't remember if it was this song or not, but there's a part in one of these songs, and I'm pretty sure it's this. But um, it's like something pans across. And then, mm. like, as it pans across and out, like, a different instrument pans from where <laughs> it panned out and in. And it's it was the coolest transition. Like, yeah, it was so smooth. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was so sick. I can't remember what it was, though. Dude. I think it was in this, though. I, I, maybe guitar or something. Like, something panned out, and then his guitar just slid right in from where it, like, slid off to. So cool. Man, the the amount of like detail and just like oh yeah, painstaking like studio work that th- this must have taken, it's just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, the the kind of effects you're talking about, it, it's like listening to like a a symphony, but like you know, with kind of that psychedelic prog rock thing where it's mm-hmm. like you get those crazy effects um that just kind of like you know blow your mind yep like the, there's no, so, many, so, so many sounds on this where i'm like i've never heard anything like that yep um there's like a crazy guitar bit before that like bass funk groove rolls in that's just like so yeah. much dissonance just a nasty nasty guitar piece Yes, I I know what you're talking about. And then, like, yeah, a break, and he just plays yeah. the, the, like the ugliest riff. Yeah, exactly. And then once that bass groove rolls in, it's like there's these weird licks that go over it and some wild percussion. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like everything meets together in this like nasty groove, and it's like then the bass and the guitar are like riffing together, like the same thing. I don't know, man. I. Just loved it. <laughs> it's is there like a wah on the bass too? Like kind of mid late song. I don't I, know. I know what you're talking about, and it reminds me a lot of a uh, of a yes song. Mm-hmm. Like there, there aren't a ton of times where I'm like, you know, this sounds like somebody else. But there is this part where it's like a big, fat, you know, huge bass sound. And yeah, it's yep. very. It it sounds like a wah or some kind of like uh, envelope filter or something. Mm-hmm. Just like, um, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I I was thinking about this while listening to it, but it's just like, man, how how are we even gonna talk about this? Like, uh, yeah, it's something yeah. something to be experienced for sure. Yeah. Um, Beautiful anyone... violin solo too in there. Oh yeah, yeah. One of my favorite parts of the album, honestly. Yeah, me too. yeah, yeah. I was song. gonna, 
I was going to ask, like, do y'all have a favorite part from this song? Because I, I feel like I have one or two that I could I could kind of pin down and say were it's my a, favorites. For me, it's a tie between uh, David Cross's violin and uh, Jamie Muir's use of bird calls throughout. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of the I mean the bird calls, just because of like the complete like what the hell nature of it, and I, I thought that. Cross's violin playing was was gorgeous. I, I, yeah, great. Yeah, that's yeah that violin solo, and then the part where everything comes together in that nasty groove. I just yep. oh my gosh. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, I, I don't even know how you really talk about this song. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I did I, too. I'm gonna have to go listen to it again. Yep. You, you know, I don't think I even realized that the bird calls were not like uh like samples or something but it, it makes total sense that yeah that's i guess that's the percussionist like doing uh doing those noises i don't know if, if that means he's like making those sounds like i his... like to think it is yeah I, I, the, well, yeah you there, you can you can learn how to do that yeah 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 that's yeah. that's something i didn't really think about um I think I think maybe uh I mean that not not my um well I'll just I'll just try to make it brief but I think the ending is one of my favorite parts like one of the coolest coolest riffs I've heard I it sounds like a uh kind of sounds like a like an octave pedal or something that that guitar riff at the end and it's just very very kind of sinister sounding, um, and it, it's it's not long. The the outro riff I'm talking about, it just kind of maybe the last minute of the song. But uh, I don't know that that's that's a favorite moment for sure. Um, it's it's something to be experienced. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just go listen to it. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah. Um. Any more on this track? Mm-mm. Because uh, the... hello? Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Well, after this one, we get kind of more structured songs. Yep. Like Book of Saturday is less than three minutes long. Yeah. What did y'all What did y'all think about this one? This is the first one that actually has vocals on it. Um, I I like uh I like John Wetton's voice. Yeah. Um, so I'll just start with that. Uh, I I like it. It was very unexpected. And it was, I mean, it, the the fact that it was just kind of a I don't know. It's just a it's just a nice sounding song. I right I feel like right. I feel like maybe I was missing something listening to. It. <laughs> Is this it? Is this it? Right. I'm not analyzing this thing enough? Yeah, after the 13 minute uh, you know, path through a to a different dimension, I mean, Book <laughs> of Saturday. It was it was very strange listening to such a I mean, I, I don't want to say just like a normal sounding song cuz that kind of sounds like a dig at it cuz I did <laughs> like it, but it was just like it was so so different. But after hearing the the thirteen minute insanity, it was it, it kind of affected how I how I was thinking about it. Yeah, 
Which speaks yeah. very well of Lark's Tongues Part 1. Sure, sure. I yeah. got a question for you, Graham. Mm-hmm, yeah. The uh, Boys in the Band lyric, any reference to mm. Gentle Giant? I thought about that, too. Um, it's like it's such a an odd phrase to just randomly come up. I know. Boys in the band. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Maybe an ode. Are y'all there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. here. Sorry. A dig at another prog rock. Just an ode. An ode to Gentle Giant. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Are we... Is the recording still going? Because I just heard a, a noise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, um. Um. Yeah. I. I really hope that's a a gentle giant reference, um, <laughs> or like a nod because. Yep, that's what I'm guys, thinking. Those bands had to have respected each other. Like. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean that they, they were kind of the only ones like of their caliber. Like you know, gentle giant, King Crimson, and yes. Um. And you know there there were probably a few others. I mean. So, Octopus was what, 72? And this is 73? Yes. So it it could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could I, very well be. I hope so. I, I'll have to... Uh, I want to Google that later. See if that... Um, the, so what I mentioned in the first song, talking about that vocal pan out to a guitar sliding in, it's in this song. There's a part where like oh. the vocal pans left and then it like tapers off, and then mm. it's like the sound that comes back in from where it left is guitar, and it just rips back in, and I I uh, loved that like such a cool effect. That's I'll see if yeah. I can find it because I I just remember going man that was awesome. So it's in Book of Saturday. Yeah, it's in Book okay. of Saturday. It is. Let me see here. I'll tell you. Give me one second here. Let's see. <laughs> Y'all can continue talking. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, this... Uh... It, it it has weird elements to it. Uh, when they bring For in sure. the, the pianet and the, the little violin. I mean, it, it de- definitely has like the more eccentric elements to it. But yeah, I, I think just... By comparison, it in my mind it, it seems more uh, a little more conventional. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a coming think off it's a, of that absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a it's a gorgeous melody, and I I, I I I like listening to it. Yeah, I mean, you could, it's a pretty you, track. You could play yeah. it on the radio. You know, yeah. Beautiful strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the guitar playing's nice. Yeah, it nice is. guitar tone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, buttery yeah. smooth <laughs> dude um, i cannot believe you just said that in exiles yeah. i put buttery smooth really yep verbatim <laughs> um i i feel like i kind of group book of saturday and exiles together like they're they kind of have a similar vibe to me like okay. they're both both a little bit ballady okay uh, yeah, for lack of a better term ballady some odd, um, odd sounds in the intro of Exiles. But, uh, yeah. 
yeah. real spacey sounding too. I don't know. I, that I think they're both really strange. They're both pleasant. You know, they're pretty. Yeah. Um, what did y'all I, think about Exiles? I thought they're like an. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I thought Exiles was a little more, uh, a little more ominous. Yes. yes. Slightly more. Uh, Definitely. Little, just a little, little darker than Book of Saturday. Um, I, I, I y'all I, there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still here? Can you hear us? Graham. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear anyone. Have we lost him? It sounds like it. Uh oh. Yep, just got a text from him. We uh, <laughs> we're still, losing him. He's still showing on the. I know. On the Discord thing. Let's see. He, well, he just jumped back in. Here we go. You there? Do we Hello? have him back? I can hear you, Stefan. You hear me? Oh yeah, you're coming in loud and clear. I, I never lost you, by the way. Like I, I haven't had any any issues. Same. Well, I guess we'll uh we'll press on until well, he yeah. gets back. There he is. Okay, yep. man. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I I just couldn't hear anybody. You were you were exiled. Okay. <laughs> um sorry, uh is is there like an animal shrieking in Exiles? Was I hearing that correctly? I don't know what that was. Uh, I, <laughs> it wouldn't I surprise me. I, I, yeah, me neither. I could completely <laughs> see that. Uh, Rip gently squeezing his cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Wetton's uh, singing has a slightly more uh, kind of pained sound to it in this one. Uh. Still, still, still loving his voice though. I, I think he's he's great on this song. Right. Graham, you were saying you lump this and Book Saturday uh, together. Could you uh, you want to expound a little on that? Um, I I feel like they're both they're both kind of ballads, um, for a lack of a better term. Like they're they're not the heavy rockers. Um, I don't know. They're they're pleasant. Um. <laughs> I think They're I not, liked Exiles better. Yeah, it's it's quite a bit longer too. Like there's there's definitely more to it. Um, Epic. Yeah, yeah. It's a long story, you know. Um, it's it's kind of hard to like. Uh, I don't know, man. The, this album, like the the opening and the closing track hold such like a high um I don't know man like they're they're just in a do different they overshadow lead. the rest of the album do you think yes so I think I think that's what it is um not yeah. that I not that I dislike the rest of the album like it's it's really nice and yeah I mean the the players are just amazing um the drumming on exiles is really nice Mm-hmm. I yeah. like the lead tone in that. That's what I put buttery smooth. Oh yes, yes. Just, that that oh. makes sense. Yep. I know it's a totally like the all the treble is just rolled back. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like liquid. Yeah, it really is. It's buttery smooth. Yeah, Robert Fripp is a weird guitar player in that like he'll he'll use kind of unconventional tones. Um his playing 
you know, like we heard in the first track, can be super ugly and abrasive, but it can also be, you know, buttery smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost sounds kind of David Gilmore-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very, uh, very versatile player. Um, yeah, I would say this album, you know, it can go from zero to ten pretty quickly like in, in in terms not in terms of quality but just like uh you know softness and heaviness yep um speed yeah yeah it's yeah. uh it goes everywhere um, it does. any more from you guys on uh exiles or book of saturdays because that that covers mm-hmm. the first side of the album. Yep. I'm I'm good to go to side B if y'all are. Okay. Let's do it. Easy money. Easy yep. money. Sounds like somebody wading through water. Yeah. There are some interesting sounds on this one for sure. Yeah. Got some distorted guitar there, some bell chimes. Yeah. I like yeah. when the bass rolls in too. Super funky. Yeah, the the percussionist kind of goes wild on this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> the song jams though. It's dude. It, it. Oh yeah, I love it. I like. There's a lot of guitar painting too here. I like the. Uh, this was super Floyd sounding to me. Yeah, in, in a good mm-hmm. way though. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you were gonna say that because yeah. I was like. It's like I know Travis loves yeah. the Floyd. Um, oh yeah, yep. And I, I feel really like that. it, it kind of has that. Yeah, the Floyd kind of funkiness. Yeah, yep. Um, and I, you know, I I couldn't really find anything on, you know, who who influenced who. You know, I, I mean, sure. I'm sure you know. King Crimson were probably into the early Floyd because I think uh, the first King Crimson album came out in '69. Summer of. <laughs> um, and, and I, I, I don't even mean it as a uh, as a punchline, but yeah, I think '69. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, and we were talking about Gentle Giant, and yes. Um, but this was kind of like the, the beginning of, you know, prog rock. And you're just like, who, who came up with what, you know? Did this, uh, did this influence some Floyd stuff? Because, I mean, I think it sounds kind of like Dark Side of the Moon, but, but that mm-hmm. album came out in the same year. Right. Um. But yeah, incredibly, incredibly Floydy at times. Mm-hmm. Easy money, like th- this one also. I I don't know uh, if any of these songs got radio play, but I could see this one getting some. Even even though it's almost eight minutes long, mm-hmm. but it but it kind of has you know it's got a chorus. Um. One thing I, I love is at the end of the song, the laughing. Yeah. 
It's like a How- weird old lady with that like throaty chuckle thing. That is so creepy. Yeah, it is. It sounds amazing too. Like it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds real. Yes. Or like like it's some like I don't know like some toy or something. Yeah. Um. This is so, very <laughs> odd sound effects. Yeah. Song. There's one that sounded like a cartoon bird almost, although I'm sure that's just a call. Uh, <laughs> you get those like those Velcro sounds like two minutes in. It sounds like a zipper going up. Like, yeah. Just, this is just th- this one was hard to get a, a beat on. I had to listen to this song more than any other uh, thing on the album, even Lark's part one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's just all of these songs are just packed with so many little little nuggets, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so just meandering and so all over. I mean, the whole album is, but this, I, th- I, this, this might be my favorite song on here, honestly. Although I'm not sure how I can really say that because hey. it feels like my opinion changes just sitting here reading my notes <laughs> right that's uh you know that's a sign of a complex uh masterpiece mm-hmm. I agree. That's, uh, that's effective art right there yeah I, w- I was gonna say that i think easy money might be my favorite of the like middle songs yeah yeah um, agreed yeah it it's it's kind of got a, I don't know, after the chorus, after they sing the easy money thing, I feel like that, that bell sound is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, like money, it almost, money. Almost uh, doesn't fit. No. <laughs> no. Kind of like a little cartoon sound. I did find myself laughing a lot while listening to this album, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like some insanity. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's out there. Oh, yeah. Um, the talking drum. Phenomenal buildup to start yeah. that one. I like the uh, wind sounds. Yeah! yeah really cool. Too. Yeah, it was. Like some buzzing bee sounds in the distance. Yeah. And the drums roll in. Violin yep. or viola in the bass. It's yeah. intense. It's this is a dark sounding song. It's yeah. all about that build up, though. Yeah, it, it has that kind of. I feel like I say this every album we listen to, but like an eastern sounding yes vibe to it. Yeah, for sure. That's accurate. For sure. Re- reading the uh, background in this album, yeah, it talks about. One, the classical influence, and then the Eastern influence. Mm, okay. Um, that tracks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, like, the buildup takes so long. Like, I feel like when I was listening to it, I was like, I was like, did the, you know, song shut off? Because, like, it, it's so quiet in the beginning. And then it just, Keeps building and building and building and getting like, I don't know, it almost like picks up speed, momentum. Um, but I, I kind of see this one as kind of a, kind of an interlude. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's probably a probably a good descriptor. I like this one. I hated the screech at the end of it what though. What? Oh, God. It? oh that geez. Was horrible. Like Is what? that the mu- musical saw, maybe? <laughs> maybe, yeah. I don't really know what that is or what that sounds like. I thought it was like vocals for a sack, but it's <laughs> it's it I I, I don't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. It's a it's a tough listen, regardless. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, <laughs> this is. I'm looking at pictures of a musical saw now, and it, it it literally. I mean, it's it's probably what you're picturing if you're sitting here listening to it. It's like <laughs> a violin bow, and then what looks like just a just a handsaw. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a difficult album to talk about. I'm yeah. I'm as we stated before, but I'm I'm just. I'm just repeating it. <laughs> no, no, you're. I mean, you're right because, like, it's a. You wouldn't think it just because there's so much in here, but then it is difficult because there's so much in here. Like, it's hard to know where to. I mean, where where do you even start talking about these songs? Like, it's just yeah. it, it, they're. It's it's really. Um... I don't know. It it might be it might be impossible to talk about, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With yeah. with without having the uh, you know doctorate in musical theory, yeah, or something yeah. like that. But but even then, like it's it's really unconventional. Um, I don't know if it you can really put it in a box and be like, you know, this is the part where they do this time signature or use this technique. Like it's. It's kind of their own, their own creation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's kind of a, a genre unto itself. Yeah. I, mean, for I sure. don't know what I. When I recommend music, it, it helps to think of a band that I can compare them to. I I can't think of anything for for an album like this. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I I think. Um, Yes, might have gotten um, the closest. I mean, I, 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 in terms of these just giant like epics that almost are like classical pieces. Um, I think the band Yes on on stuff like Close to the Edge and Fragile um, is probably the closest thing to this. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, like this is its 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 whole um, this is its own thing, you know. Yes, yes, it is Qu- quite ambitious, oh, no yeah. doubt. <clears throat> um, do y'all like Lark's part one or part two better? <laughs> I wrote um, a lot more on part one than I did yeah. part two, but yeah. I mean they're. Both great in their own rights. Part yeah. one. Part sorry, part two. I think is is more uh, more straightforward. I mean, it's it's complicated for sure. But like, I feel like there are fewer parts. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. I love the the bass and the guitar intro. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, this just has all the the great essential elements of. A good prog song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane drums, lots of dissonance, 
good jams. Yeah. It's like waning fat. intensity. Yeah, it's it's great. I loved it. That was a fat sound at the beginning. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. one of my one of my favorite, I feel like, you know, guitar bass tone combos, mm-hmm. probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I thought about Rush too. Um it it reminds me a bit of I want to say it's like Cygnus X. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can never keep those straight, but may, maybe that one off the Farewell to Kings album with a really prominent bass. Like, I, I, Getty Lee had to have been a fan of this song. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the ending of this one, too. Um, just where pretty much every instrument in the universe starts playing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of perfect, honestly. Well, yeah, it yeah, because really it's, it's like, how do you, you know, figure out a finish that like suits something this giant and ambitious? Yeah, that I think they nailed it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. like, can't pick one instrument. Let's just have them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's... Uh, let's bring everybody out for the credits. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Whole <laughs> cast on stage. Let's right. Everybody now. Yeah. I, I'd say it's a uh, damn near perfect finish. Yeah. To easily the most perplexing album that, uh, that I've ever listened to in, in this sitting. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like when I picked this, that that's what I was aiming and hoping for. Yeah, I was I, like, I I really hope this is an experience. <laughs> oh, you, it was. You were <laughs> spot on in your your prediction. And I I feel like that's the thing with you know prog rock. Like I I was really excited to do the Gentle Giant record, which I I think came from Travis's list, right? Didn't you pick that mm-hmm. one? Oh, that's right. Octopus. And that one's mind-blowing in its own way, for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I would put those, those two artists, you know, like I said, kind of in, the, in, the, in a similar category, but uh, yeah. this, is a, this is a totally different thing. For sure. Like, it's a, it's a bigger more like epic sounding thing e- even though maybe individually the gentle giant members were more talented you um, think it's it's really tough to say yeah like, i think that their um their songs could be more complex at times like they they do a lot of twists and turns. Like in the in the song "Boys in the Band" from Octopus, like it's it's intentionally just like, um, just a chaotic mix of progressions and whatever. Like it's it's kind of intentionally just like meant to be like mind blowing, <laughs> mind blowingly complicated and hard right. to follow. Intentionally like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, any, any more on uh, part two? That's all I had on it. 
Yeah, same. It's a it's a strong closer. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Really heavy. Yeah. Um, words words are failing me. <laughs> no, <laughs> at, at this uh, point in the conversation. No, you're good, I've, man. You've been, you've been great. Thank you for kind of taking point on this one. I was really sure. worried about. I, <laughs> all right. I, I, we I tried, man. It's. Uh, I feel like it's it's a little bit out of out of my league. You know, in terms, I mean, it's like talking if if we were to talk about like Beethoven or something like. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of on that level of just uh, mind blowing. But I'll I'll just I'll just jump to it and say uh, nine out of ten. Um, very tempted to give it a ten out of ten just because of how much I love the uh, book ending tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. give it a nine out of ten because you know I think Book of Saturdays and Exiles. Um, they're not. I mean, they're nice songs, but they're not ones that I that I revisit often um same with the talking drum um, right i'm gonna give it a 9.5 actually okay and yeah. um i'm gonna absolutely recommend it with the uh, with the hello we lost him oh no oh no <laughs> roll to he's gonna recommend uh, it that's all we know Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Graham, not... are you there? Hello. Hmm. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Go ahead, oh, Stefan. Let's. No, I. Uh, yeah, I almost uh, cut him off myself there. I. I don't know how I'm gonna recommend this album. I know, right? Any, like I think, like I, I, w- I wanted to ask him if you're. You're meeting someone who's curious about King Crimson. I mean, surely you don't recommend Lark's Tongues for their first one, do you? I know. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd probably start with In the Court. Yeah. Start it at album one, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, you got to check out at least the opening track. Definitely. Definitely. How would you rate it? I I was gonna say uh, I I'd give it a nine. I mean I I've, I'm uh, <laughs> poor Graham's trying to get I back know. on. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm I, I gotta be consistent on this. I mean I love the weird stuff, and this is like in a different universe. Oh yeah, practically. So like I really enjoyed it. I I think I would hold off on giving it a ten though because. Mm-hmm. I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about every song. Like even uh right. even even the one that I kind of had uh in the placeholder of my favorite, uh, Easy Money, like I I'm still kind of it's still kind of sinking in. The just yeah, the I know totality. it's like was it wasn't my favorite? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I I can't I'm I, back. I oh, oh, there he is. I'm back. Okay. Good. <laughs> Man, to, uh, yeah, you you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just having technical difficulties, I guess. But but go on. 
Yeah, no, I was just uh, just wrapping up. Uh, it's a nine out of ten for me. I, I don't know how I recommend this album. I just because like, unless you're just a, sure. a, a massive prog fan, I guess. But like, we we were touching on this a little bit. Um, for someone who wants to get into King Crimson, this isn't the album you give them, is it? I mean, isn't there something else? It's a little less overwhelming that you'd want to start them on. Probably the Court of the Crimson King, the first one. Okay. I, they, they're kind of a good band to maybe go chronological with. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't love some of their early stuff, I would say definitely hit Court of the Crimson King. Um, you could jump to this after that, or you could just go straight through. Like, um, it's, it's worth hearing kind of how they evolve. Um, and how they got from that to this, um, but yeah, Court of the Crimson King is a is an all time classic for sure. Okay, I, I would probably recommend that before for this, but I'd still recommend this. <laughs> all right, Travis, enough, what was man. your? Uh, did you give it a score already? I no. did not, but I think I'd give it a nine out of ten as well. Yeah, cool. I would. I, I really enjoyed it. It is a lot to digest <laughs> on one listen. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it. I didn't get bored at all. Right. So that's that's great. Didn't feel like it dragged on anywhere. Anything like no, that. Not at all. Um, yeah, and I. I mean, there's enough variety here. I think for it to be. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's accessible. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. unique, but I, you know, I think people who who might not be into this may uh, surprisingly enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it it is really difficult to recommend super proggy things, but uh, <laughs> I mean, not difficult to recommend them. It's difficult to recommend them specifically to groups. I would say, sure. But, uh, yeah, I I loved it. Check it out. <laughs> See if it's your thing. Yeah, you know yeah. you'll you'll know very quickly after uh, the first track. If you like uh, classical music, you know. Yeah, you might, it, you might yeah. Be into it. the thing I think that's so cool though about King Crimson in general and this is like it pulls in some some metal guys. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like I could see them not necessarily liking Yes or Gentle Giant, but it's like there's a heaviness about King Crimson just enough to, I think kind of pull that audience in. Agreed. I've, I've so, thought, I've thought that too. They're kind of the heaviest of the, the yeah. big prog, prog bands, just big sound. Oh yeah. For sure. But yeah. Very, very glad I, I listened to this one. I'm, Same. I'm glad, I'm glad y'all, y'all uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. That's I can see why. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, God. I mean, I. Yeah, we got to end it sometime. So, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, if you're still with us, um, check out Lark's Tongues and Aspic. Uh, both parts, whole album. Uh, you won't forget it. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, if you're, you know, hey, uh, if you have an album you'd like us to review, uh, you know, go leave it in the comments. Uh, we will add it to our ever-expanding list. Uh, as always, uh, like the episode, share it around on your social media platform, subscribe to our channel so that you will get a heads up when we get back at you with another episode, which is coming real soon. So uh, come back to see us. We are three different ones, and we'll see you next time.